0: Love you with no limit, no restrictions, no conditions, but I can't get through the yacht. Turn to a beast when the music is known. Don't get it high. Yeah, and can nobody love me like I do, baby? Give me some I know what to do. Hello. Hi, this is on the town with Tanya Cooper. Um I'm I'm the host Hi. for tonight's show. Hi, how are you? I know who this is, Hi. Celeste. Hi. Um, tonight's topic is women in comedy. Tonight's guest has performed and produced shows at Broadway Comedy Club, Stand Up New York, Comic Strip Live, and she is the host of Vox Celeste podcast. Welcome, Celeste Jennings. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being our guest. Uh, so I, I, I saw your set uh, a couple times, actually. Uh, you're a very brilliant comedian, by the way. And, um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, we were thinking of doing, um, talking about women, the first women in comedy and, and just women in general in comedy. Um, and so I thought of you and wanted to have you on. Uh, so we'll, first, I think we'll cover like just a little piece of um, some of the history that I know of about comedy. Uh, maybe you know something extra that I don't know. But um, so Moms Mabley is the first that I can think of. Um, and, uh, well, her she, real, yeah. right. And, uh, her yeah, real, she, yeah. mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no,
1: yeah. no. She was a pioneer in so many ways, mm-hmm. not just for black women, but like queer women. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was sort of vanguard in that era and she was very bold. And I mean, I, I I would say that in a lot of ways, she was probably like the real first like feminist comedian.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in, in regards, but I, I mean, you know, moms is, was always she was always edgy, mm-hmm. um, and really had no gumption about what she said. Mm. But I think she's often over. I, I think that she's one of the few comics that
0: only like black women who really love or into comedy appreciate. Right. I don't
1: know if she necessarily had that
0: mainstream appeal. Success mm. in the same way, you know. Right. Well, they talked about that about her. Um, you know, like her outfits that she wore. With like, was she? Um, what's the word? I don't want to use the word dumbing down. Like, just like women, when we go on stage, we may not wear something we normally wear sexy because we don't want to appear too sexy. So right. I was thinking for that time, because there was race involved and a lot of racism involved, maybe that's why she wore those outfits and was, acted like a cleaning lady, you know, versus a straight yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was her character, too, that she sort of like... And I don't know if that's part of it because she
1: was... Um, not you know she was not straight and I think that perhaps she, but I
0: thought you know mom's
1: basically she was a character that you know that's who she was mm-hmm. as yeah. well. But I
0: think that like the same way Minnie Pearl was yes with her you know yes. Ricky Lawrence and Mama. Hmm. Well, I, yeah. I, I I also um just found out about some other women that I I don't know why, how I missed some of them um but um Jean Carroll was another one and then there was uh the Red Hot Vinyl Mamas Bell Bell uh. Barth I think Patsy Abbott and Pearl Williams they did a lot of adult party albums and, and I heard oh yeah Pearl,
1: Pearl you said Pearl Williams yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Yes. they, um, they so you,
1: you've heard stories of people saying that they used to go downstairs mm-hmm. and listen to the or listen, used to as their parents were listening to like you
0: know <laughs> yeah yeah well that's uh, I just think is really I mean that was in the 50s and they they always talked about sex and liking sex and they what? produced and kept they produced the shows and kept the money which is big for them what? very big very big um and what about uh Todi Fields have you heard of her? I have not. I'm yeah, so I good. just heard of her today. I, I was like, "Oh, okay, I, I, somebody slipped past me here." But uh yes, yeah, she was another one of the early I call early p- pioneers. Um but but the the thing about the uh well, they call them the the Red Hot Vinyl Mamas, you know, they did the adult party albums. The things about the thing uh-huh. about those women was, you know, today you have all this talk of sex and porn pleasure when you go, to, especially when you go to mics. Um, right. I wonder why that is not working compared to like these women who in the fifties, you know, well, I guess that was considered really radical, um, but today is probably overkill. Well, I, I'm tired of
1: going to mics and hearing about, especially <laughs> men talking about. All the kinds of porn that they watch. Yes. i all the time. You know, even women are doing that as well. And I, I feel like yes. sex, especially for women mm-hmm. to talk about it, even today mm. on stage, is considered to be sort of edgy. Right. Right. Like, even, I mean, even though sex is out there, women are liberated, and we're, you know, we're doing Tinder, we're doing all these things, mm-hmm. there is still a certain level, I think, of discomfort from audiences when they hear women talk about sex. yes, Which I find, because, like, you know, it's like, guys can talk about all the sex that they want, mm-hmm. but, like, there are certain, it's, for some reason, I feel like, to some extent,
0: it is still um, a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. For and women or for men or for both? For women. Okay, yeah, I, I think they get a, a and bigger... I think for women, if you, even if you
1: tell a few sex jokes, mm-hmm. people, then it's very easy for you to be kind of boxed in yes. as a... A comic
0: who's like, oh, you're dirty or you're blue. Absolutely, absolutely, and yeah. I, I, but I, I think, and I was guilty as charged too, because I mean, you no, know, even though I just, I'm not a big fan of like, uh, porn jokes and all that. You know, if it's a good joke, no problem, but for it to be your whole thing, it just, it's just strange to me that, that's right. all you have to say, and you have all this time. That's just me. But um, I had a guy, I was at a mic last week, and um, it's like 20 guys. I was the only girl, of course, and then um. Right. This a, a really cute guy, too. And he was like, he was married. And he his first opening thing is, I can't wait for my wife to leave so I can, you know, pleasure herself, I'll just say for um uh, sake. Uh, right. I'll edit that. Um, and he liked to pleasure herself. And I thought, wow, his poor wife, <laughs> you know? And I was like, why are com- com- all these comics today fascinated with their private parts? Like, what, it's, it's not that great if you have to get a help, <laughs> you know?
1: Right, right. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I also think that... Uh, they've always been passing with their private parts. Yeah. I just think um, it's not been as o- overt. But I've, I always find it interesting that, yeah, guys, you talk about. You know, one of the you know, I don't know if you read Judy Carter's book, mm. the, um, Remember the Comedy Bible? Mm-hmm. And one of the things she always says is don't talk about yourself because mm. nobody cares about you unless you're famous. Mm. Right.
0: Is that so what she I said? Don't
1: care. Yeah, Judy Carter, yeah. Mm. It's, it's great advice. So when you're telling your joke, the way you structure your joke is that you you go from generalities and then maybe personalize it, but like you don't start off with like yesterday
0: I had dinner with my boyfriend. Like who cares? Like I
1: don't care about you and your boyfriend. Right. Okay. Okay. But like you know the joke is you go to a restaurant maybe let's say and you're ordering like with an obnoxious waiter Mm because that could be the premise, and then then you can go into like yeah we were at this restaurant and Mm -hmm. but. I think it's this is, we I I see a lot of part of it. I think it's just a general sort of narcissism and comedy mm-hmm. that that is, and and I think that these guys think that we really care <laughs> right. uh, about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't
0: know I I, I can't you know. figure it out to save my life. Um, but but um. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still working on that. I, I keep going to different mics. I say, okay, I'll try one here. I'll try one in the city. I'll right. try one in Westchester. And it's still the same thing. You got 20, 30 men. Maybe, if you're lucky, one woman. It's usually me and then maybe another woman. I did happen to right. go to one at... Um, when I was at Comic Strip Live, I was very impressed that there were like... I don't know. There was, like, three or four women or something like that. There was yeah, more more than usual. Gladys, Gladys, show? Yes, she's awesome. She's awesome.
1: Yeah, Gladys is awesome. And she does tend to, out of all the mics, uh, well, she's, she really feels at the like show. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, out of all, like, she has the most balance. And I think part of the reason why people are kind of, like, well-behaved is because she's in the room. Right. Even though she's hilarious mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. edgy herself.
0: But, right. You're supposed to like, I don't want to hear about it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, it sound like you sound just like Well, one guy, I mean, he went there, he took it to somewhere, even though he did it very in a cute way, but he was almost talking about something like uh was it um it wasn't necrophilia or something crazy, and I was like, whoa. Oh, necrophilia, <laughs> I was like, necrophilia, it was a weird it was yeah, it was a weird yeah. joke, it was a weird joke, but and everyone was like, okay, uh but it it went it went through because he was sure about it, so that's why it went right. through. you know, sometimes you have to own it even if it if it sucks for us. Uh, but the, yeah, so the mics in the rooms, um I, I well, before I go back into that part, um how did you get into comedy. comedy and who inspired you?
1: You know, I have to say that when I was a kid, Whoopi Goldberg was my absolute inspiration. Yes. And the truth is, she's not that much older than I am. Okay. So, but I think when I, she came out, I was in high school, and I mm-hmm. remember um, I saw every movie mm-hmm. that she was in. Mm-hmm. And um, But what really struck me when I uh, when I saw her do um, Whoopi Live, mm-hmm. the yes. first time, mm-hmm. and I didn't see it live, but when I saw it, I was mean, like, this one was probably the most brilliant comedian um i'd ever seen it. and then i had was fortunate enough to see it 20 years later
0: live wow is that the elevate, one woman show yeah that was a one woman show yes that was she, uh, oh my gosh that was amazing it, i think yeah uh, you know whoopie live mm-hmm. 20 years later mm-hmm. and
1: uh she was phenomenal yeah. but she's definitely one of my biggest influence comedically mm-hmm. um I also love Joan Rivers, even yes. though she's kind of like controversial. She was kind of controversial, but mm-hmm. there's some. I, I liked her because she also didn't care what she said, right? right she right. was just sort of like whatever came out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. She was unapologetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really was one of those women who sort of like had to fight in um, an era where women, women weren't doing um, like comedy. And also, Joan started off later in life. Like, right. Like, uh, Phyllis Diller, they were like in their 30s. Right. Late 30s. Right. They were moms, they were wives, mm-hmm. so they, and so for me, as a mom and a wife,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I look at that as like a, I always have to remember like, well, you know, um, uh, you know, what was her name? Phyllis Diller didn't start till she was almost 40, so okay, don't worry about it, you know? Right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's and a, I also did, before the whole brouhaha, I did also like Roseanne, she was Roseanne Barr again, mm-hmm. I always liked the women that were kind of, that
0: were sort of like, were unapologetic. I love unapologetic mm. comedians. Right. Um, because the men never yeah. apologize, so why should we? Right. Yeah. They don't But also prior, I loved him. Mm-hmm. Eddie oh, Murphy. yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Red Fox. Eddie Murphy, um, Raw. Mm-hmm.
1: Somehow we were at, we were, I was at this church camp, and, uh we, some wanted, somebody rented it. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, that is one of the most masterful pieces of stand-up comedy mm. in my. Not only was the act out, not all... I mean, it was just every single thing about him. It was yes. like a masterclass in how to. Perform comedy. Yes. And the thing about Eddie was is that he made it look so easy that everyone else thought that they could do it. <laughs> yes, everybody. everyone else thought they could do it. Yes. Because he was so good at it, just seem easy, like just do a couple of voices mm-hmm. and swing your microphone around. <laughs> and I.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true. Every, and everyone thinks true. they can be a comic now too.
1: So everyone uh, thinks they, I mean, I, yeah. people say all the time, like, "Oh, I'm thinking about doing it." Okay. Right. Like this isn't cocaine. You know. It's like, <laughs>
0: Exactly. You don't Think about you. You
1: got to be
0: committed to it. Right. You don't just pop up. Yeah, think I think I had. We have. We have some people at the mics uh, who think that they could be comics. And and uh, now I'm not saying for those who really believe that this is your gifts of God, because even before all right. the greats, when you first saw the first thing that inspired you, like for me, it was uh, Carol Burnett show and Lucille Ball and, oh, and Moms okay. Mabley, Bill you know yeah. Wilson, yeah. Um, Benny yeah. Hill. So for me, that's as a kid growing up. And, you know, I grew up a foster kid, so for me, I was always trying to escape somewhere. So when I saw those things, um, Saturday Night Live, all that with Gilda Ratna was on, um, all those things made me say, whoa, I don't know what they do, but I'm going to do that. So I didn't know what it was. I wanted to do that too. Yeah. yeah. I had no clue what it was, but it was an escape. So I'm not t- I'm not talking about those people who always dreamed about this thing of of um, acting or being on stage or comedy whatever it is. That, I'm not talking about those people, but I'm talking about people that just randomly say, "Oh, uh, I don't that wasn't funny. I know I can do this." And they're just doing it to prove a point. It's like, "No, this is not. Right. We're, not we're not doing this to prove a point cuz trust me, the first time I bombed, I would have been out." <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. So
1: Well, that's the thing about that's the thing about it. It's just that you, I, I like uh, when I had kids. Like I kind of took time off, and I remember I was talking to a a comic friend of mine, Mm -hmm. and he was like, "I know you're itching to get back. (laughs) I know you're itching. I can see it.
0: (laughs) You can tell, right?"
1: And I was like, No, I kind of he's like, I know you're itching, (laughs) and I, you know, like he was absolutely right. It was it it was it was pathological. Mm. Like I was just like, I gotta get on stage, Mm. and I got to do this." But, you know, like you were talking about Carol Burnett. Yes. I thought, I did not realize mm-hmm. until I was older, mm-hmm. or appreciate her brilliance until I was older. Okay. Just, you know, because part of the reason why Carol Burnett, a lot of she did a lot of sketch comedy. Yes. And so, unless you understood the reference in which she was basing her sketch on, mm-hmm. like, I could not get the whole curtain thing. Okay. You know she's that famous curtain thing? Yes.
0: <laughs> and the pull in the ear and all that stuff? Yeah, she has a lot of Yeah. Yeah. She I has didn't a lot
1: of get love. that until I saw Gone with the Wind. And I was like, oh, this woman is brilliant.
0: Right. You well... Know, I
1: didn't, I didn't, so, for me, it was a little bit of like <clears throat> trying to figure out the references. Mm-hmm. But when you look at her stuff now as mm-hmm. an adult, you don't... It's hard to not appreciate how brilliant she was. Right. Well, and I also... I Yeah, I remember when I was a kid... I'm, my dad's house. And I remember I told him I watched an episode of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I must have been eight or nine, but I remember watching it. Thinking, this was so funny. Mm-hmm. And this is like the Coke era. when like It was like Belushi. Yes. And all oh, guys, my gosh. Oh. And uh, my dad said, you are not to watch that show. That is not appropriate. <laughs> I was like, what's all with it? It's hilarious. <laughs> yes.
0: Did you ever watch Benny Hill? The Benny Hill show or Flip Wilson? I did. Yeah. See, I, 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 I... used to watch. Yeah. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I love them, and this is probably why I attached to Carol Burnett um, and the Johnny Carson show too. He did some sketches too, but um, that was kind of the first. Flip Wilson was kind of like the first things that I was watching, and uh, I didn't know what it was. I knew it was TV, but I was like, eh, you know. Um, but I love anything that's slapstick comedy, pretty much. Um, right. And that's probably why I talk a lot, uh, and tell a lot of stories, um, and I like to act out a lot. So that's probably where that comes from because to me that was what that was what kept me laughing when I was younger. Now the new <laughs> comics like you know there was a phase for the slapstick, then it was a phase for one-liners. You got the um, what's his name? Uh, right. Uh, all the old greats, uh, Jackie. I'm um, not Jackie. Listen, I'm talking about baseball. Hello. Um, uh, what's his name, Jackie oh, uh, Mason? Thomas, hello. Yeah, you got Mason. Um, oh gosh, I can. I really just blacked out on all my comics. Hello. All the all the older comics. Um, at right. some point, they went into just telling one-liners, especially the men. You know, and that's probably and where young yes, yes, and that's probably where they. Uh, where the women, the earlier women, got the one-liners from too. Uh, the woman that I mentioned before, um, Todi Fields, and um, I forgot the other young lady's name, uh, Belle Hartham. You know, telling they all Jane Carroll. They told like one-liner jokes versus right. you know now, you can add a story in, and it's not so bad. But back in the day,
1: I, I think that com- yeah, I mean, I think comedy is sort of like this, it's it's like the fat, it's like fashion mm-hmm. that it, it was- goes through different. <laughs> styles. Yeah, and there's yeah. always like someone's a trendsetter. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that was the whole, you know, when comedy came out of the whole like vaudevillian, Billion, mm-hmm. then I'm done. you know, it was like set up, set up punchline, set right. up, set up punchline. Mm-hmm. And then Eddie Murphy started telling, and Richard Pryor told stories. Yes. I mean, like, it's self effacing. And so, <laughs> you, so it changes, like, you know, like, like you go from bell bottoms right. to saggy pants right. to high jeans. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, that's comedy, you yes, know. Absolutely. Um, but what needs to The same is that it has to be funny. Yes,
0: uh, that's the truth.
1: And has to be smart. Yes, people. That's the thing. Like I, and but here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I never say that you you don't necessarily have to be a raving intellectual to be good at comedy. Mm -hmm. I know very smart people Mm -hmm. on paper Mm -hmm. who are not great comedians.
0: Right. Right.
1: Because it it, it takes more than just being smart. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you got to get on the stage and you got to be like, oh. I don't care what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm getting up there, and I'm leaving everything there. Right. And then sometimes you're like, screw it. I don't feel like you know doing all that. But like, you gotta want it. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, well speaking of wanting it, what were some of the challenges you faced when you first started comedy?
1: I think that the, one of the things that I took me a while to get over was to get over the idea of not always having to be funny. Okay. And I know that doesn't, it's sort of counterintuitive for a comedian, mm-hmm. but I think what happens is that you start to overthink that I've got to be funny in every... And mm-hmm. if you allow yourself to sort of fail on stage, I think that sometimes you have your best moment. Right, exactly. There are times where I, like, I'm just like not doing well, and I may acknowledge that or say something that comes off the cuff that ends up being funnier than, um, than what my joke was going to be. <laughs> and, and I always think you have to remember that you are um, people are paying, paying or coming for free, and mm-hmm. their whole mission is to have you make them laugh.
0: Right. So
1: they're ready. You know what I mean? Right. Right. They're ready. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, was... um,
1: and and also um, was to really. I think that I started becoming a better comic when I found my. Uh, own voice right. it's a, it's a, yeah? how long do you so think it that right.
0: took to find like five years right
1: oh because you're, you, you're always the thing is your life is always shifting right, right. so and then you have to kind of decide like how, uh, if you were to cast yourself mm-hmm. in a, a movie or something what would that who would you play right, right? Mm-hmm. who is yourself and mm-hmm. all of that mm-hmm. you know my Sardonic Mm-hmm. I used to be a lot drier, um, lower energy. Right. And Gladys was like, Celeste. <laughs> you got to touch up. Your jokes are funny. But you got, like, you, no one's with you. you. You're killing me with this energy. It's low. Right. It's so low. Right. And so you, you, you sort of like, well, I'm not this loud, obnoxious person. Right. But you're like, but, you know, get to a point where people can hear you without necessarily compromising who you are.
0: Right. Exactly. Well, what was the first time that you, um, that you actually bombed? When was the first time you actually bombed? Oh my
1: God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or do you remember the first time you bombed? How about that? I, I mean. Or how you felt? I mean, I bombed
1: like two months ago at, <laughs> at a club. Cause I just like, it was like a, you know, it was a crazy night. The comic before me was like, was well, the white male comic, it mm-hmm. said some crazy race stuff. Mm. Um in my opinion, mm-hmm. the audience was a kind of a tourist crowd, oh. which tend to be more conservative. Mm. And so I felt like I was like like a lamb in the slaughter. <laughs> and it was funny, because even after... Because I've done well at that, co- that club before, mm-hmm. but even after my set, the comic who was up before me, I could tell there was a tinge of like, oh my God, I'm you know kind of sorry. Right. And then he was trying to say, well, you know, the crowd, the audience, the audience. I was like, yo, I... It wasn't the audience. I've done well here before. Right, right. So. Oh, so well, well, I mean, I think part of it. But, you're kind of, but the thing is, I used great comics, Bomb. Mm-hmm. There are very few comics I've never seen Bomb. There's, there's like, there are very few comics I've never seen Bomb. Right. But, um, but somebody's like, a oh, kind of bad comic. Mm-hmm. Some comics that I've seen that have a okay set in their mind, mm-hmm. I would take in a minute.
0: Mm, mm. Well, what was the first time that you thought you were funny? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, i been you, Your first joke. I think. It's okay. I think i have always, I don't know,
1: like <laughs> funny,
0: mm-hmm. like on stage or in life. Well, just in general, in life, in life, like when you were growing up, the first time that moment that you look back and say, oh, yes, <laughs> I guess I was on my way then.
1: Well... I went, uh, when I was in elementary school, we our elementary school comp plays every year. My And my third grade teacher, Mrs. Selenstein, I we put on, um, it was the first play I'd ever done, and we put on um, a production of Peace Dragon. Mm-hmm. And I was cast as Mickey Mooney's character, uh, Lampy, mm-hmm. who was the town drunk. And um, ever since then, I had always been cast in these sort of comedic Mm-hmm. Role, mm-hmm. and I think that people. I mean, I think that I've always kind of been funny, but mm-hmm. I think it was more of a defense mechanism because I was just one of the most miserable kids okay. growing up. Okay, and and I also remember like I used to have a hard time laughing. Okay, because I remember my friends we watched like. Cartoons—they would really laugh, like they were laughing. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I told my friend Jean, "I'm like, Gene, you're gonna have to
0: tickle me because I don't find any of this funny." Like, mm-hmm. any <laughs> you I told her? Me. to tickle you. Figure I had a laugh, <laughs> but I couldn't
1: laugh. You know, certain things I
0: just couldn't laugh. Like, I didn't couldn't find humor in things. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it happens. Yeah. And look at you now. Now you're making people laugh. Um, <clears throat> what? It, um, so, what, women in comedy. What? What do you think are some of the challenges that women? face uh, in comedy today
1: well like you said right you go to these mics mm-hmm. and you're outnumbered like 20 to 1
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i think that there's a general consensus by men and even some women mm-hmm. who just don't think women are funny they just don't think women can be funny should be funny should be because you know people still think of comedy as kind of like this sort of um uh, Risqué. I mean, even though it's like changing with the whole like, oh, you can't do this and whatever, whatever. But comedy has always been one of those like areas where people are completely, were able to say and do whatever they wanted, right? Right. They're always taking risks. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's always been acceptable for women. No. But I would say, I would say though, not so much for black women. I think that we, because we're not seen as like the vessel virgins and, <laughs> and held in the same esteem, mm-hmm. that we tend to, or um, are created be are crazy more masculine, mm-hmm. that we don't get that same kind of deference or um, have those issues. I think that's why black women have done well in comedy. Mm-hmm. But um, but they've done well, but like, again, there's, there's only a few slots that are given to us, right? You have to, have to look a certain way and or be a certain way to kind of funnel it in. There's not a lot of voices um, that we get. Mm-hmm. I think also um, there's just, you know, there's sexism mm. everywhere, but I find it like, especially
0: in comedy, mm-hmm. there's definitely like a good old boys kind of
1: vibe. Oh, to yeah. it. Right. I, yep. A, so, a lot of time.
0: How do you yeah, deal with that? Like, have you ever been intimidated by an all-male room?
1: no cuz i grew up with all
0: men. Me too. So I <laughs> me to too. I feel them. real comfortable actually.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like i don't i don't really care. I'll, I'll go in the room and I I do you know I, sometimes i if i i always i try not to do this. I'm just like and i've seen other comics. I was like, you know what? Let me see how they're going to tell these jokes. <coughs> right. Like or, you know, they and the, it doesn't matter. Funny is
0: funny. Mhm. This is true.
1: Right? And it, and um there's one comic uh, Mike Britt, he says sometimes like he goes you know, people. Sometimes people like surf. Some people like turf. Mm. You know, tonight I was surf. <laughs> Last, you know, tonight you were turf, right? Mm-hmm. So like, they liked one of us, and it's not going to be your night every night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but
0: mm. I
1: I'm trying to think.
0: Mm.
1: How do you? I don't. I just. You just have to push. Right. But also, mm-hmm. you also have to create your own stuff. Like exactly. There's also this. Like I mean, it, well, I have mean, I produce a number of shows, and I. Because like, I wanted to do comedy and I wanted to bring people that I like on stage. Right. So, we're not impotent in doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are millions of bars. Yes. millions of comics. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I think that's important that you sort of have to be more self-reliant in that regard.
0: Right, and really want it. Yeah. You know, yeah, make a way you know, for
1: yourself. You know, I'm not going to demand that certain clubs always book women or always book people color because... They're not going to. And right. if they do, then mm-hmm.
0: it's like, well, I'm only here because, you know, you feel like you're coerced right. To do so. Right, 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 right. Uh, and we shouldn't so. have to anyway. Do you think that's, I mean, uh, speaking of ways, uh, I wonder if that's why Deaf Comedy Jam um, and the other circuits were made up um, because there wasn't enough, um, I guess, I don't know if there wasn't enough African Americans getting Absolutely into comedy. Not. right. And so they had I to mean, make their own? Every-
1: Right. I mean, that's why. That's why there's a Chitlin' Circuit. Right. Like, there exactly. There is still a Chitlin' Circuit today.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: were not allowed to be in this. I mean, can you imagine? We were not allowed to be performing in some of these places. But even if we were allowed to perform in these places, we weren't even allowed to go to the front door. Right. Exactly. So I mean, when, when you think about like you know, or even like you know, a performer from these places, right? Like an elephant Fitzgerald performing in a nightclub that don't allow black.
0: Right. That's true. Right? Here
1: That's she true. is having to perform in front of a whole state, a room full of white people mm-hmm. and not. So I think that also, but black folks like the Negro Leagues and, and other things that we, uh, developed as a HBCUs mm-hmm. all came as a result of racism. And mm-hmm. people were like, okay, well, oh, you don't want me. That's fine. I know a whole lot of the people that look like me who mm-hmm. are willing to pay and see me and love me mm-hmm. and appreciate me. Exactly. And, uh, and I and I think that's the same way you know that women have to sort of do uh, for themselves. It's like if we don't, um, yeah, it would be great if someone at Paramount would just green light every picture <laughs> that you want. But yeah. you have a camera, mm-hmm. you have friends,
0: right? You, and you now you have YouTube, right? Yeah. You have YouTube. I mean, there's, that's a beautiful yeah. thing about YouTube? Is I that, mean, I think
1: that's like how Issa Rae started. I exactly. Mean, uh, of the Awkward Black Girl mm-hmm. series. <laughs> she's the web brilliant. Series. And brilliant. now, look, and she's on HBO. Like, yes. She's like, I've got something to say, and I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's brilliant,
0: by the way. I love her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Well, what about um, Sisters in Comedy? Um, how far have we come, and how far do we have to go in comparison to... Um, you know, like like I was saying, the 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 Def Jam comedy circuit. I mean, we got some out of there. We got some more. I think. who who, who do we got out of there? We got uh, we, have we, we have Wanda Sykes. We have Monique. Uh, what's her name? Monique. Right. Uh, so we have a few. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, Cheryl Underwood. Um, there's a, there's, like there's a some. Whole yeah. Slate of women. Who? But that was a great. Like, but we all know these
1: names because. Russell Simmons had this idea that mm-hmm. black folks like comedy. Mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence came out. Of that. I mean, if yes. you want see Martin my Lawrence, is
0: brilliant. I love it.
1: I mean, I know we're talking about women, but like the idea is that you know here is this product that did so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are comics that we know that we you know performers that have been on Def Jam, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, I think it's an example of how can control your voice, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and still make money, which is important because it's show business, mm-hmm. um, and, and also just showcase great talent, you know, there was some great talent, I mean, I mean, people we don't hear from anymore, but I'm sure that they're touring and, you know, other places like Shucky Ducky and, and Earthquake mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it just, and then BT took on that, man, you know, mm-hmm. so there was, there was that, Whole other um, venue or uh, forum in which they could people could perform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what so, about? Uh,
0: yeah. What about? Um. Um. In relation to um, African American women, men, comics. Um. Would you think about that comment that Cat May- Williams made in reference to T- Tiffany Haddish? Um. Kind of saying she wasn't funny or something uh, to that effect.
1: Well, you know, I gotta say, Cat Williams is also a masterful comedian. Oh yes. Um, oh yeah. I mean, he's a masterful performer, mm-hmm. and he's had his problems. What do I think? I I don't want to say anything like specific. Like I don't think she's fine. I don't. No. I wouldn't say that at all. Oh right. What I would say is this: mm-hmm. there is a certain level of frustration that I that I hear from my friends who okay. are really doing well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and is, is that it seems as if there are just certain there's only a certain amount of openings for women of color, right? Mm. Like there are, you know, you can be, white males in comedy run the gamut from like slackers yes. to to like buttoned up guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's no shortage of like diversity amongst white male comics. Mm-hmm. And I would even say white women have also a fair amount of diversity mm-hmm. in um, who they can be. Mm-hmm. And I think there's only a few slots or black women, just talking mainstream-wise, mm, right? Mm. So, and I think that's what, I mean, I'm guessing that's part of the frustration that there are other comedians mm. other than her. Okay. But oh, likable, oh, okay. she's hot, right. she's, you know, this is who they like, and, mm-hmm. and she's, you know, God bless her. Right. She also, too, wasn't she a foster kid as well? She was,
0: she was, which is why I yeah. love her. I was trying to book her for one of the comedy fundraisers one day. Um, yeah, she's I-
1: absolutely, like, like, I it to her Mm because she never has never stopped working
0: nope
1: and uh she's been
0: doing this since she was 15 by the way yeah I mean so
1: so she got a break yes okay great Mm -hmm. and not any of us would turn on any of the opportunities presented to her Mm mm-hmm
0: Exactly. Well, that a- that's the thing I was saying about it was that um, yeah. it's it's not neither here nor there what he said, um, but what's important is that we as comics, black or white, support each women or male, whatever, support each Hi. other because um, the game just to get in, you know, you got you got a thousand people that's going to try, and maybe only two will make it. So right. so, but that's not because there's only room for two. There's room for a thousand. We just think there's only room for two. So that's fine, but you know, uh, you got to respect the fact that she did meet the right person or whatever it is to get to where she's at. It is, and she man. And she yeah. has to have some talent or she wouldn't be there still. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I always say I never I mean, liked I like a bad I mean, mouth. To me, she's mm-hmm. I don't yes.
1: think I've seen anything that she's done other mm-hmm. than, like, commercials. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she's, like, to me, this like she's be like, the fun girlfriend of, like, oh, we're going to get in so much trouble. Right. <laughs> like, she's that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's
0: that
1: person, <laughs> um, and and there's a, you know. Listen, the, the thing is, I didn't see Girls Trip, uh-huh, but I, I did. if I were going when I heard about it, I wasn't thinking about huh mm-hmm. I was thinking about Latifah, and i was yes. thinking about Jada. Everybody she was. was. Thinking, right? Everybody was. She she just happened to break out. She was mm-hmm. like the Melissa McCartney. I guess Melissa McCartney's that was a pitch or whatever. Yes. yes. And you know, so you just you have you have some luck and you break out.
0: That's it, and, and I think it was her time, and I think uh, we should yeah, be happy, happy for time. her. Yeah, they be she happy for you know? And Hollywood is
1: cyclical, and who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, like I never, I try not to look at where people are because I feel like you don't know how their story is going to end, and mm-hmm. you don't know how it began, right? You yep. just see them where they are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you can make all these assumptions about them based on where you see them, and not understand how life is going to turn out mm-hmm. or how life was for them. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm god bless her
0: exactly god bless her I I say bless anyone who makes it and who gets their own shows and is able to sell out arenas I say god bless anyone because I always say there's there's always room for everybody it's just how did you create your vehicle Tyler Perry is a good example that you know African Americans do buy tickets they do like comedy and they will sell out places so um, uh, yeah I mean
1: I mean, that a model is brilliant and everyone, and if you notice, a lot of people are sort of mimicking him and mm-hmm. his whole, like, uh, the whole church lady character right, thing. There's right. a couple of guys I, I follow on Instagram who do that whole,
0: like, <laughs> right. and it's
1: just like, okay, but Tyler started that. Exactly.
0: Don't try to be like somebody else, do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm with that. But one.
1: these people have left, like hundreds of thousands, even millions of viewers. And mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. they, look, it's like, is it supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. People demand, you know, he, people demand his content. Have I ever seen a Todd movie? Uh, full disclosure, no, I have not. Okay. Uh, but my mother has.
0: Mm-hmm. I've seen all And of them. every
1: time that
0: you've seen them all. Yes, and then when I first heard of him, I was like, I'm not going to watch this, this yeah. coonery, I'm not watching it. And then um, a, a young girl, a young teenager said, Miss Cooper, please just watch it so she gave me the tape and told me to take it home, and I had to watch it. So I said, fine, I'll watch it. I was on the floor dying. Right. And and I understand why people want to pull out the hair because, you know, they black people are presented in such a way and we're always seeing, this making people laugh and da-da-da. But I was like, so what? The man is right. has showed people that, yeah, you want to ignore us? No problem. We'll just put our money to ourselves. And then he he's right. showed that you, it is, you are an idiot, if you make a movie today and you don't include other and you know i i saying oh, absolutely. You, you're you're I, just throwing yeah. money away literally you see what i'm saying so we prove that and that's all yeah, you have I mean, to that's prove the about
1: they always they used to say all the time, like oh black film can't open black film can't right make money right black films are crushing and you know what yeah I mean? like, you,
0: you shonda rhines hello yeah. yeah
1: yeah and she, television Mm she oh she is now the Aaron spelling of abc now absolutely taken over that mantle yep
0: she's got three shows or two three three shows yeah right
1: yeah i mean just scandal um what you call great anatomy how to get away with murder yes all three hits Aaron spelling of of today yes phenomenal absolutely phenomenal Mm -hmm. And, and and that's just about her now i don't know what her secret of success is I'd like to know. She does a master class, by the way. She also did, you know, there's also, I, I, I did not know that, I've heard, I heard about Grey's Anatomy before Mm I by Shonda Rhimes, to to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I never watched the show, Mm -hmm. but I knew people who did, and they were mostly white women. Right. And, and I was like, so it was sort of like when I saw her, I was like, oh my, she's doing this show Mm -hmm. that's so mainstream.
0: Right, right. And that's the that's the brilliance of it that I honestly didn't even know who the writer of was of of that show until later, I'm I, I just in my yeah. truth, you know, because I don't the really. The show is very cast is diverse. Yes, exactly, and that's that's yeah. why I watch it because I need to see yeah. everybody. I don't need to be able to identify a show as this is a black show, this is a white show, this right. is a Chinese show. No, right. it's all it's a people show, and if it's a, if it's that's well why I made. the
1: closer. Which yeah, one? Yeah. The closer. The closer with um, Kira Sedgwick. Oh,
0: I heard about because this.
1: Because it was so flawlessly diverse mm. that it wasn't—you never thought like—I mean, she had like a, the guy, the Latino from Breaking Bad, was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy Gossett, um, and it was just—it was just the most diverse cast I'd seen on television, and it was a great show. Mm. Um, it was a great show, wow. and um, yeah, it was. But
0: I—I
1: mm. I think that people like to go see movies that they're represented in and feel not only that they're in it, but mm-hmm. like they're in it, do you know right, what I mean? That's right. like a passing token, but like they're integral, they're not a throwaway, they're not the lackey Right. That they're a part of the story and that they're important and they're present. Because I hate, the thing I always hate is like, you know, kind of like, ooh, ooh, shuck so and jive, kind <laughs> of like, I'm like, Ugh,
0: do right. I have to watch this? Right. I can't watch this. Hmm. Well... I am I'm telling you there's so much uh, so much I think this the greatest part about this today is that there's so many possibilities for anyone. As long as you have an idea, you can do it. And comedy especially I don't let anybody put any any bars on me and tell me what I can't do. You're over that's another thing. Women over forty doing stand up now. That what a moving. I think this is a new thing. Uh, more seniors Hi. are coming out to see comedy shows when I do my shows at Lucy. Lucy's, I have such a great um, audience um, Right. Um, over 30, 40. I know a lot of new comics over 30, 40. I actually met one 65, a right. uh, couple 65, 180 actually, one downtown.
1: I actually did a show. I was performed at a birthday show for a guy named George. Mm-hmm. So,
0: oh, I know him. Yeah, George 18, is fabulous. You know, George, yeah.
1: 84... Birthday.
0: Wow, he's amazing. He's only been
1: doing comedy for like five years. I
0: can't believe that when he said that, I was like, "What?" He's he's brilliant, though. And he's brilliant.
1: He was like he started off like I remember when he first started. I was like, "Oh God, no, like why?" And then he was like he just got so good, but mm. like, he did it because you know his wife. He had a wife, mm. and she was not feel you know she was ailing, and mm-hmm. he needed an escape. Mm. And he always loved comedy, mm. and he's he won like a contest a couple years ago. Yes. So yeah, you're right. Like there's no barriers. Nope. No, like you do it because you love to do it. Absolutely. And funny doesn't get old. That's no. the thing. No, exa- like, absolutely. Like
0: beauty gets old. <laughs> right. Beauty and thing. that, speaking of beauty, that's, that was my next question was, do you think that, um, okay. So I was told by a guy once when I first started commenting, you know, I, I mean, I, I think my hair was nice or something. I don't know. And I, and I was coming from somewhere, so I was dressed nice. And so he was like, oh, you! what are you wearing all that for? you supposed to just tell jokes. And I was like, what are you saying? So do you think um, that it's relevant what a female wears on stage, if that's really her personality? Like I wasn't going out my way to put on a bustier and some stilettos. Uh, I just so happened to have a pair of jeans and a pair of shoes and a nice sweater or something. I don't remember what it was. But in other words, I look sexy um, to him and, you know, right. to them. But they were like trying to... Say that, yeah. Well, sexy means nothing if you ain't funny. And I was like, I agree. That's why you shouldn't yeah, be looking sure. at me. You should be listening instead of looking.
1: Right, right, right. I unfortunately, I mean, wasn't there a book that called you never wear shorts on stage? Mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah, there's like a rule. You never wear shorts on stage. And oh. I and I think for women, like anything else, we're gonna be objectified. Oh. You know, people we are gonna look at us mm-hmm. no matter what we're doing mm-hmm. and how we're doing it you'll be judged by men. Mm-hmm. You'll be judged by other women. Mm-hmm. I tend to wear all black on stage.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I like it too. Cause yeah, it's easier because people yeah. are looking at you. You are under a light, but what about I, Joan Rivers? I, yeah. She dressed to the nines and I liked, I, I feel like this. My mother used to t- my foster mom used to say to me, if you're going to go on stage, why would anybody pay to see just the regular you? <laughs> So that was why I like to dress up. And that's just Gunna. because that's me. Yeah. That's not, I don't really dress up except for when I'm going out or I'm doing something on stage or television. And I thought, nothing's wrong with that, but I've got a lot of flack. So I've been dressing down, as they say. Um, because... I say
1: you dress the way you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I used to dress in jeans and like Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Chuck felt Taylor. comfortable in that. Then every, like once I got a pair of boots, I like. Whatever you, you, because ultimately, if you don't, like, I remember when I was a kid, right, Mm -hmm. my mom would say, if you're going to take a test, especially if an important test, Mm -hmm. always look your best. Mm -hmm. Because if you look good, you feel good, right? Absolutely. And I think the same way for comedy. I don't think you, I don't think you necessarily have to have, um, I think you have to dress comfortably. Right. Like, how you, if you feel good in a mini skirt and heel, Mm -hmm. and your ta out, well, God bless you, (laughs) right? Like, that, but if that's gonna, but seriously, because it's, I, I I wouldn't feel as comfortable in that. But that, I'm not going to judge another woman who does wear that. Right. Now the only pitfall that women get into something like that is if we dress "quote unquote" provocatively. Right. The assumption is we're doing that to sort of compensate for a lack of funny. Uh right,
0: exactly. Right. Exactly. Right.
1: But no one says like that about Sasha Baron Cohen when he's wearing a mankini, mm-hmm. like you know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I So. That, so uh, but yeah, I think that, I think that but when, if you go out to like, I, you know, I see a lot of live comedy mm-hmm. and a lot of, they just like, Jesus they look like the guy. Right. You know, there's no, there but no I think
0: that's, that's what the guy started because if you look, think back to, um, Benny Hill, Flip Wilson, um, uh, what's his name with the big eyes? Um, oh, what's his last name? Uh, oh gosh, really? Um, uh, my favorite Jewish comic. Big uh, Eyes Yes.
1: Oh, not Henny
0: Youngman. No. Um. Oh my gosh. Really? fellow No. Hey keep guys. going. Uh, fifties is pretty much. Uh, what is his name? Not Bob Hope. No. Uh, no. Okay. But I, I can't remember his name. But he was. Uh, I'll get it. I'll get it in a moment. Um, uh-huh. his. Uh, I think. Uh, another one. Their granddaughter does. Um, comedy. Uh, not Jackie Mason.
1: Uh-huh. Jackie
0: Mason's one, and the other guy. He was in his era. Jackie Mason's definitely He was one. in what? He was in his era. But but the point is, and Jackie Mason's a good example, um, but they, you know, these guys. Marty
1: Feldman?
0: Is that who you're thinking about? Well, Marty Feldman, but all those guys in that time, uh, the, not Marty Yeah. all those guys in those times, Jerry Lewis, they all wore suits on stage. Nobody right, paid attention right. to that, and now the new thing is wear jeans, wear a t-shirt, look like a bum. Even when they're doing shows, I've had people. I've do charity shows, and I've had people come and they don't even act like they're coming for for a charity event. I'm like, you need to put some a jacket or something on with that. Yeah, see, that's
1: a, that, that's the thing. Like, I dress
0: appropriately for the occasion, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Like a um, mic? Yeah. Like, yeah. T-shirt and yeah. jeans. But a show? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you, but yeah. I I don't pay to see somebody look like a bum. I, I just, that's just... Yeah, me. like
1: if someone's paying top all like I, I did this church benefit like uh, about a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I remember like being very conscientious about like what I was going to wear, to wear a dress, mm-hmm. wear heels, and make sure, you know, I don't, you know whatever it was, but mm-hmm. I just, sometimes you do dress appropriate for the occasion, like... Mm-hmm. If I, you know, if
0: you're going to do a black tie affair,
1: definitely do not show up in jeans. All right, <laughs> you, you dress, you know, kind of like the way the audience is going to dress. Right, exactly. Um, hmm. But, hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, I, you know, I have friends who, you just have to find a style and make it yours.
0: Right, absolutely, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, I don't let anybody tell me what to do. That's a big thing. Of mine. No. Yeah, don't tell me, don't me I wait. can't do this. I can't say that. I can't. I can do whatever I want. It may not work. <laughs> you know, I may well, look I thought... crazy, but it, uh, I can do it. <laughs> you know.
1: And the the audience will let you know whether or not they're gonna they like it or not.
0: Absolutely. Or it works or not, and that's you know. really the real judge. That's who we were there. Right. That that's who's paying the money. They're the ones that the judge decide if the joke was not funny. I don't need I like you know sometimes at mics you get guys who are like, "Oh, forget the storytelling, just tell the jokes." And I'm like, first of all, who died and left you in charge of comedy? Cuz if you right. knew anything about comedy there used to be Uh, you know it went back and forth between slapstick you know telling a joke and telling a you know one liner versus telling a story and putting jokes in it so it goes all over the place and no one's no one's the father of comedy to tell anyone what to do because what you may perceive as funny um, someone else may not and then really the real judger is the audience if they sit in silence then I know guess what I gotta go back and try that all over again you know but
1: who cares what people say to Mike like That is why you're at the mic. Yeah, work on thank every, you. Every every joke, like, yeah, and perfect it. My thing is like, who? I don't really, I don't really care. Right. You know what I mean? Right, I exactly.
0: Well, uh, um, like I
1: just go, yeah. I have an idea. Let's see if it works. Mm-hmm. But really, the way to work out a joke, I would find, is just to try to do it on stage. I mean, work it on a little bit, then you just do.
0: On stage. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I'm. I, we're almost gonna wrap it up, and then you're gonna tell me all your information. But I had a couple okay, more questions cool. for you. Um, have you? Well, you did mention this earlier. Have you ever been in a room where you felt uncomfortable from a racist joke or a male self pleasure joke? Uh, would you Would you address the elephant in the room? Well,
1: okay. I'll give you an example. Um, I hosted a, a mic a couple months ago mm-hmm. um, at the strip, mm-hmm. and the, two white comedians, mm-hmm. female comedians had told two dildo jokes mm. about black dildos. Like, yeah. they weren't back-to-back, but they were kind of, like, close to each other. Yeah. And I remember the first one, I was like, she said something about it being nine inches, like, oh, I've got... This. And I was like, oh, well, you're getting ripped off. <laughs> right? Good for you. Just, like, <laughs> because I, I feel like <laughs> there's, like, white women especially like, you tell race jokes as a way of being edgy. Right. Thank you, Louis C. K. <laughs> right. And then the other woman... Again, had some comment about a black dildo, and I remember going after she went up. I'm like, "What do you guys do? Sit at brunch over avocado toast and talk about dildo? Is that what? <laughs> because it seems like that's the common theme
0: <laughs> Exactly. Good um, for you. So you addressed it.
1: Yeah, good, people laughed. When I said, oh, nine inches," you're totally getting ripped off.
0: Right. Good for you. See that? Right? That's she was, <laughs> she
1: was talking like it was just, like she was playing like to some big like,
0: thing. Yeah. Right. That Mendingo like, thing going on. Yeah. 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 It's a reference to yeah, us that? our black men being big, all that stuff. Yeah. But I, I call it out
1: all the time. I yeah. do. I yeah. do. See That's I I, Yeah. Yeah.
0: One, I think it was um uh, Kim DeShields, uh who's also a brilliant comic. Uh, she t- she's Kind of told me, you know, always address the elephant in the room. You know, always. go by what you see. Don't don't get up there with the paper and all that stuff. And I'm trying to still work on that, but but thanks to her, I'm now uncomfortable when uh, comics start talking about, you know, their pleasure in themselves. And I was like, oh, really? So now I I listen to what they say, and then I figure out how to use it for ammunition for when I get up and address right. it because I'm definitely right. gonna address it now because it, it just Got you. yeah it, and and I was. Eat you up yes i just wish i would come up with some good um women monthly jokes because then i'd really make them uneasy like especially if it's a room full of males and they're laughing at those jokes uh so now i come up with my because i had i had like 10 brothers so it's like i know how to make them pissed off just talk about that and they're like "Ew," you know so i don't know but um do you think um men uh women or men have it harder in comedy Oh, I'm definitely thinking Do women. Women? Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I but. mean, I just, also, you're
1: in spaces with men, mm-hmm. and not, they, just, you know, and it's, you're just like, uh. Right. Um, I think men are sort of backing off, told me two things got them a little more reticent, but, No, um, yeah, definitely women, definitely yeah.
0: women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We think, think so. Well, know, some guys say, well, you guys can like be sexy, and traveling. you can do this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like good. just
1: traveling on the road like just safety oh, not yeah. guys think of yeah. the same way that women do you know that's a big uh, one
0: that's a big one because you do have to yeah. travel like Jersey and then back to Montauk and here oh my gosh it's it's a lot yeah, yeah. yeah. I won't go any place too dark and too creepy um, without somebody with me
1: Especially so at the night you know yeah. there's a that female comedian I think it was in Australia that was, like who was murdered by someone Ooh. coming home she was coming home from a show or something
0: it was oh just, Really? Where is this at? Yeah, it was it
1: was over the summer. Oh my god! I never and, heard this. Yeah, you know, you're 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 working late. You're dealing with drinking. Mm. There's a whole lot of you know factors in that that sort of play into the have to be safe. You know, mm. you have to be safe.
0: Definitely you know? have to be safe. So um so here's the thing um I had two um listeners uh well I have a listener from Harlem um let me see Shay Shea, Shea States that's her nickname. Um, she wanted to know uh, two things. Two, she had two questions for you. Do you mind? No, not at all. Okay, so one, she said, do you ever feel intimidated when there are more male audience members? No. No, right? Mm. What about no. when there's more men at the mic? No, right? Because we said that. You have brothers.
1: No, there's brothers, but like, I I. I just try not to give people that much power.
0: Ah, good for right? you. Good for you, clever.
1: Focus on your mission, right? Mm-hmm. Your mission is like, because part of the, part of the thing that happens is there's a level of psych ups and comedy is very cerebral and very psychological. Mm-hmm. If you're having a bad day, you may have a great set. Mm-hmm. Mm, right mm. you may have your best set on your worst day or you may have a horrible set whatever it is and sometimes you just have to feel like you i've seen i've been like you know what i don't feel like doing this tonight i just am not in it right Mm. so once you start allowing the sort of other things like all these men getting in your head then you're losing and if you're at a mic where you see here like one joke one joke one guy talking about himself after another. Mm-hmm. You know, you can also step out of the mic, mm-hmm. especially if you know there's an order. Come back in. You don't have to, you know, sit and subject yourself to that. There's a certain level of like self care you can also take. Like, right. I don't need to be in the room. Like I've walked out, mm-hmm. like I'm not sitting in here and flab this guy's up. Or
0: see, I've done that. I can't, you know, I did yeah. that. I did. A guy came around to one of the rooms downtown, and his joke was he got up and he was young, ki- young kid, like 21. And he said um, something to the effect like, and it was funny, the room was a lot of black people, which I was really weird about, and mostly men, but there was like, eh, maybe four or five women, a few colored women and a couple other women. And uh, he got up and he said, I hate black people. I wish they were still back in slavery and chantels in the shacks where the bottom of the boat vomiting. I mean like really gross stuff he said. And everyone's eyes bulged out of their head but because they were comics they weren't going to say that you can't say that. So what I did was say oh I know how to dress this. I just got up and went out the room because I was like no way I'm going to sit by and have someone's hatred be a form of comedy. I think that I mean I I understand that that can be. There are people who are clever like Andrew Dice Clay may say some stuff that's like like, what? And so it's probably stuff he's really thinking. But there's a difference when you're you're talking about people who died and got you know. I, it's just I can't right. I can't do that. That's the kind of comedy I I don't like to do. How about that? I won't say I can't. Right. I don't like to do. And um, because I would have got up and addressed it, but there was so many before me. There was like thirty other comics. So I was like, there's no way I'm right. going to remember all this stuff. And I'm just going to be have anger. And I like to take the anger and turn it into jokes. You know right. Um, because that's the best way to really you know, come out with somebody, just come out with your machine gun. As <laughs> it's got to be funny. It's got to be smarter. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Smarter. That's the word. And well, that led into my next question that uh, Shea states had, have you ever ha- have, um, had a male comedi- comedian intimidate you before or after a show? And I yeah. guess that leads into sort of like if someone, like, you know, like I had the guy, he he looks dead at me as he's saying, "I can't, I can never wait till my wife leaves so that I can jerk." You know, excuse me, I'm not gonna right. finish that sentence. But guys, use your imagination, so you can pleasure myself. Yeah, I just look at porn all day and just pleasure myself. And he's looking at me while he's pretending to pleasure himself. And and then another right. guy did it and looked dead at me because I was the only girl in the room. Maybe that's why I don't know. But right. but what I did was I just looked dead at him like I got I could care less. It does not even phasing me, you know. But. What? I don't know you've never had that happen or you probably don't, just don't, don't care I can't
1: recall like a time <laughs> where I felt like uh that kind of but you know also yeah I don't I I, I know friends have had things like that happen to them mm-hmm. um but I you know yeah I don't mm. know if also being married has oh afforded me some level of like barrier too like I I just think
0: mm. that's interesting
1: I I think that's the thing about men, right? They only respect women when they know in some relationships, uh, not all men, but you know what I mean. Like, if you were at a bar and a guy's hitting on you, and as soon as you say to him, I've got a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. it stops, or you hope it stops, right? Right, right. And it wouldn't be enough for you to say, look, I'm not really interested.
0: Right. No, I know. But as
1: soon as you say, there's another man in my life. Right that kind of goes, then that person's like, oh, okay, I got to respect that. You know what I mean? There's an actual potential threat. And I think that, fortunately for me, that's probably the reason why I haven't had that kind of, like... um,
0: Those kind of confrontations. Yeah, but racism
1: definitely, but not that sort of level of, like, sexual aggressiveness. Right,
0: I've I've had people patting my butt and thinking it's okay, like all kinds of stuff yeah i was like uh that's not cool i do not know right. you like that and you're not my man so we need to stop because right. you're messing up my a game now you know because guys are gonna think i'm theirs you know <laughs> so, exactly you know i'm a single woman 54 try, 53 trying to get some stop you know right. uh, <laughs> but um so i I know you're doing a show um you said january um did
1: you january say 17 17?
0: mm-hmm. comic strip live which, i believe a thursday and um I don't know the
1: lineup yet, but I know it's going to be phenomenal. We mm-hmm. have Gladys Simon is producing it. So. Okay. She always okay. has great people. What time? She calls, um, 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know anything else on that other than <laughs> I have to be there. Okay. Uh, Where can and we? And also, uh, my podcast, Vox, Uh Celeste. You can get on all platforms okay. um, Apple,
0: uh, Spotify, Pitcher. Mm-hmm. What days whatever. does it air? I don't know. I usually post them on
1: um, so I record on Wednesdays, but the following Tuesday. Okay. There's no episode this week because of the holiday. Oh, right, the holiday. Um, mm-hmm. But I will be back next week, January. Uh, what is that? January. So, um
0: so yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. January. Next week. Um and I have, you were great guests. People love your like oh. I love doing the podcast. That's what I talked about. That was creating fun. your own space and yeah. creating a place where you can have your voice.
0: Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Advice for other comics that are just coming up. That that's a good yeah. that's a good piece. Creating your own vehicles.
1: Right.
0: Any other advice you have for, for new up and coming comics before we go?
1: have to just keep doing it mm-hmm. and practice, day practice, in and practice. day out mm-hmm. and write every day mm-hmm. even if it's for 15 minutes Okay. like say to yourself I'm going to write for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and sometimes you get to a minute 14 59 seconds you're mm-hmm. like god when is that <laughs> second going to end and then sometimes you're like holy shit has it been an hour right
0: right exactly <laughs> so f-
1: even if you start off writing the alphabet start but like, just make yourself write even if it's a list of things or ideas, mm-hmm. like constantly, because it's it's your brain is a muscle. Yes. Comedy is a muscle. Yes. You know, people always talk about, like, got to get my stage leg if you haven't been on stage for a while. Right. It's the same thing. Right. If you're young, single, unattached, go to every mic, try to get on every show you can. You should be on a mic at least twice a night, five days a week. Oh, try wow. Trying to get books for shows.
0: Wow. If that's what it is. Wow, yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. I used to do yeah. four but that was just um it wasn't a night, that was four a week. <laughs> but I and I yeah. thought that was still bad. I was like, I need more mics but I live in Westchester so it's kinda hard but I'm in the middle it's of trying to area, yeah. trying to find a, uh, a place that will let me do a mic. But hmm. you can start you
1: know bars up here. Why don't you start a move the mic up here? Hey, uh, oh, b- look at me challenging
0: you. 2019. 2020 right, summer. I am. I actually am. I because I had one place that said they let me do a comedy charity show, um. But uh. But I need to. I need a mic. We need another mic because we have one on yeah. Monday, Monday and Wednesdays, and then we have Ha. But Ha's too far for me, so I got to figure that out between. Between here and oh, New, Yorker, and New yeah. Rochelle, let's say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll call it
1: Meatless Mondays and
0: there'll be no men. How's that? No, <laughs> Ooh, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have to call you up for that partnership if that works. Out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time thank out and being me. our guest. We really enjoy I uh, enjoy your stuff. I wish I could have played I wish it was on my T V show. When I get it back, I definitely want you to come on as my guest so we can play a clip of your uh, of your work because you're a brilliant comedian.
1: Oh, thank right, you so much.
0: Right. And um, and we'll be, uh, hopefully we'll be chatting with you again. You got any vehicles, anything going on? Just give us a holler and come back on the show. All right. All right. You thank too. you so much. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Take that was care. Celeste Jennings. Uh, we'll be back again next Sunday. Thank you. You're listening to On The Town. Bye.